You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back to the Real Double Dose Channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Thank you for tuning back on here today with us because here, serving us life of everyday life is what RDDC is all about. For any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun that you would like to broadcast out to us again, get a hold of us at Real Double Dose Channel at Yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com as well as Real Double Dose Channel at Yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. And you know the way what's going on. So at the blog spot, as we always mention in all of our episodes, you can go check out the About Me section, the links to our books and vacation travel giveaways. We know there's a scare right now, but it will be on and popping soon. So you might want to get on some free Puerto Vallarta, Jamaica trips, and again, just enjoy yourself and live life a little bit more since this whole episode and epidemic is happening. Also, you can definitely kind of get more of your gift cards i know a lot of you have claimed them and i want to say congratulations to all you who have but we have a lot more coming for that as well if you're not tuning in already which we see that you are you can also find us and our links at soundcloud all the time and our real double dose channel.blogspot.com but also tune in stitcher radio spreaker.com blueberry.com spotify as well as tune in and then we also have our iheart itunes soundcloud as well deezer stitcher google cast all that so you know the name of the game that's what we're here for but without further ado we have our wonderful guest expert and it's an awesome person overall someone i wanted to initially kidnap but i had to have her (laughs) i had to have her on here first for us to be here and just have her ambience that is kathy tuckero so kathy tuckero's story of dreaming big can change your life now inspires people to make the necessary changes in their own lives to improve their self-worth she is a passionate about everything she does especially when it comes to personal growth and believes that anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they truly desire to do so all her efforts and focus is about encouraging inspiring and motivating others that quote change is possible yes it is if only they would believe in themselves she is a woman of great passion vision and purpose and it is this combination that has led her from the dark night of soul into the light of success oh yeah hashtag facts on that so thank you for being on here with us miss kathy tuckero how are you doing my dear hi thank you so much first of all to have me have me on the show today it's a real honor and i'm i'm really grateful to be here i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm great, happy to have you I, I was about to go jump to the phone to get you i'm like <laughs> I'm happy to have you. Like, I, if we didn't pause before we got on here, I don't know if it would have stopped. My energy was like immediately sparked with yours. I was like, boom, there she is. <laughs> I'm just happy. So, I mean, how is it going in your part of the world or part of the country world? Well, I, I mean, like, I, I came back from California. I was there um, on vacation for three weeks in Malibu. And I came back uh, on the, what, four days ago. And there's only, there's about 100 and, I don't know, 117 cases in Calgary. So they started to lock down. A lot of businesses have shut down. But wow. uh, I'm, I work up in the, in the in northern Alberta. And uh, I'm considered a, an, an, an essential worker. So I'm flying back to work on April 1st. Oh, full April Fool's Day! So you should, you know, you should have I a know, you have right? a mojito. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke on me. Yeah, you know, you could always have a little bit of a mind tie and just relax. But oh, you said April Fool's Day. I'm not a fool, so I'll come in on the second. Like, <laughs> yeah, I ain't no fool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's. <laughs> 
That is so ironic. <laughs> it sounds like you have a one heck of a deal. When I was sitting there looking at the stuff that Angela was putting on the blog, I wanted to teleport myself right there in the picture with you. And I'm like, man, this looks like it just would be like her. Her life just looks like, you know, Aladdin's genie carpet. Like you're just on the ride of a lifetime. Oh. It was so you know, wonderful. The picture on my book cover uh, was the very first day I was on site, and I had never been, I mean, I was a nurse for 13 years, I never before this, right, and then I ended up homeless, and, but when I ended up, the first day on site, when they took that picture, I, I, I honestly thought I was on another planet. I had no idea that these trucks, this big, this equipment existed, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh my, I'm looking up at this truck, and you can't see it on the picture, but I was actually crying, because I'm looking up, I'm thinking, how in the world did I end up here? Yeah. Like, years ago, I was drunk and homeless, and I lost everything I owned, and wow. oh, I'm looking up at this thing, thinking, I gotta learn how to drive this thing, Yeah. Like, holy mother, <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> So how is it, like, is it so, it's like to the point where you drive a car, right? Obviously, this is epically different from a car, but do you feel like you could just manhandle it almost like a blindfolded now, or what is it, the feeling? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it becomes, like, every time I go away, because we work 10 days and we get 10 days off, and then we also get a month vacation, which I just took. So now when I go back to work, and I happen to get on the truck, and it's like, whoa, you oh, forget yeah. just how big, how mammoth these trucks are. People think that, you know, when I say about my truck, I drive a big truck, they think it's the ones that are on the road, uh -huh. you know, like the 18-wheeler, right? I'm like, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no. I drive no. a house. Yes, you do. And let me just put this out there. Hashtag RDC family and all those who are new tuning in because we know you come in um, from all over the world. Uh, thank you for doing that. But at the same time, you you have to go over to the blocks. But I'm going to have to just post this. I'm going to have to make sure Angela posts this. I know we kind of do the dead feed on Instagram and our <laughs> Real Double Dose Facebook. But we're so live and lit on here. I guess it kind of just, it's like a touching ground. But when she says, and Kathy's telling the truth, this is not some semi-truck, okay? This is not some double you know wide whatever it is uk bus this is epically like you feel like i had told her on avatar the movie like those big huge trucks that were coming through to like knock over those trees and their thing in the avatar movie you don't even understand like it, it yeah i could only imagine standing by it oh and you're driving them whoa Okay, it's two and a half stories high. Uh, when the box is up, it's five stories high. Oh, my God. This truck weighs a million pounds of metal. It carries wow. 400 tons of dirt. Um, and when it's when it's fully loaded, like, these trucks go 50, 50 miles an hour fully loaded. Oh, like, my it is, gosh. It's unbelievable. The tires are 14 feet high. Yeah. I mean, uh, as you can see on my on the, my cover of my book i'm five seven and i don't even come to half of the tire oh <laughs> so we're yeah we're the same height then okay so we're the same height yeah. oh my god you look like a little ant standing <laughs> it's so little <laughs> i mean in comparison you know obviously you can see your face and the whole imagery but i was like oh my gosh she's so itsy compared to this huge thing i mean man yeah. i mean that would definitely be a bunker we need around these times like <laughs> If you want to pick me up on oh, the way, yeah. let me know. I got a stockpile I'll bring, okay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, my God. So, oh, how did this journey happen? You said, okay, so we, we dabbled in it. I mean, but at the same time, from your nursing journey to your homeless story, can you give us a, a, a kind of a epic picture about how this whole journey started to where you are now? Yeah, okay, um, I was, like I said, I was a nurse for 13 years, and I was really, really good at um, taking care of other people, but I just 
didn't think, I couldn't figure out how to take care of myself. And wearing, I was wearing a mask, you know, in terms of, you know, taking care. It was easy for me to take care of, say, the cancer patients or, or any type of wound and broken bones and this and that. It was very easy for me. But to actually, because it took me out of my own pain. And how this happened was that I had literally a lifetime of repressed trauma and abuse. And I'm talking about um, child molestation, you know, sexual abuse. I've been raped. I've been gang raped. I've been beaten. I've been stomped on. I mean, you name it. I mean, I've been strangled three times oh, no. to the point of losing consciousness. I mean, I lived with a shovel on my porch as a reminder of what I was going to be buried with. But all this stuff, nobody at work knew because I was so good at, at showing up for work. And, you know, putting, as soon as I put on my uniform, it's like I'm, I'm a different person and I'm taking care of, you know, I'm working 16-hour shifts. And anyway, yeah. that could only last for so long. And I, I showed up to work one day. Uh, it was a night shift. And I had 10 people to take care of. And I just... I couldn't read my sheet. I, I couldn't see the patient list. I couldn't see the word. Like, my mind just shut down. Oh, wow. And I knew that I couldn't continue on pretending that I was okay. And this by this time, I was 40 years old. Wow. I had just repressed and repressed and pretended that, you know what, this didn't happen or it's fine, I'm tough. How many people think that, you know what, I'm a survivor, whatever. Whatever happens in the past, stays uh -huh. in the past. Or yeah. It was it was a long time ago. I was a child. Who cares? You know? Yeah. So I, I did that until the day I couldn't do it anymore. And I ended up uh, losing everything I owned. I ended up losing my career. I'd become an alcoholic. Uh, I tried getting help and I went to treatment. But there's, I mean, I had a lot of repressed layers. I mean, layer upon layer upon layer. And so kind of to make a long story short. I could only imagine. Uh, even though I'm even though I went to treatment, this, this women's program that they have here where you actually live there for a year and you you unlearn everything that has been brainwashed into you since childhood, you know, yeah. things like you're stupid, you're useless, you're ugly, you're fat, you're, you know, all these things that I believe. Yeah. And then I had to unlearn all that and then relearn who Kathy really was underneath all that, all the lies. And then I had to accept that. Well, it's easier said than done. I mean, it takes a lot of, number one, change takes time. And mm -hmm. number two, learning to actually believe that, um, was really difficult for me. And so I had, when I was 42, I ended up relapsing, even though I had spent, a, you know, almost a year in that, in that women's center. And I, and I did, I, I did deal with all the sexual abuse and a lot of the trauma, but there was still more things to look at. Yeah. Um, such as the guilt as a mother, what, you know, things that I've done to my daughter when I was drunk or yeah. sending her to her dad just for safety or anyway, there's a lot, right? Yeah. So at 42, I ended up, uh, going back to nursing thinking I was okay but I wasn't I was still drinking I got fired I ended up literally on the street drunk and homeless my daughter wouldn't talk to me she was 16 and this man named Toothless Joe I, I swear by it uh, he is my guardian angel on the seventh day of being homeless he comes up to me and he slaps me on the back I mean he's drunk and happy and he's okay with his situation right and that's fine yeah right? yeah but so he slaps me on the back and he goes this is the life. Live it. Love it. <laughs> and when he, I call it a God smack because when yeah. he did that, it's that, that cloud of depression that I've been carrying around for decades. Literally, it shattered. And I just, it's like time slowed down. Wow. And I'm looking around at my very dismal surroundings. And I'm looking at him. And the words are sinking in what he said. And I'm like, what did you just say? Yeah. I said, this is not my life. I said, I don't care what you think is okay. And I even stomped my foot. I said, this is not my life. Because I've wow. always known that deep inside, there's a greater purpose for Kathy than what I was living. 
Uh-huh. And so when he said that, it just, everything just clicked. And I, I mean, although I had nothing, like literally the clothes on my back, I mean, I was even robbed. I had no identification. I mean, I had nothing. Wow. Anyway, I mean, all I had was my mind and I made a decision that I was going to do whatever it takes to get away from that guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I turned around, I went to the hospital, I detoxed and I went back to that women's center and I said, I'm not leaving this place until I figure this, this out. Like there's, there's something in there that needs to be, that I, I haven't clicked yet. Uh-huh. Well, two years later, I mean, I went back and I did everything I needed to do and I, and I figured it out. And um, two years later from Toothless Joe, literally, was the day of the picture of my book, of the first day on site. Wow. Here I am standing looking at the truck thinking, oh my God, how did I end up here? That's amazing. Thinking of Toothless Joe. Yeah. Right? I mean, every, the, the time between then and uh, those two moments, between Toothless Joe and standing beside the truck, there was a series of steps that I had to take, and which I did. And I knew that one step would lead me to the other, and the next, and the next. But there was a lot of obstacles on the way as well. But those obstacles, I didn't let them uh, overwhelm me, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I said, okay, one of these obstacles was bigger than a mountain. But I said, you know what, I'm not going to let this. I've come too far to, 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 to stop. So, I mean, I made a decision. I committed to it. And then now I, I succeed. I succeeded. But yeah. it took a lot, of, a lot of work. I mean, it doesn't come easy. But... What else did I have to lose, you know? When um, desire to change my life, it overruled any fear and any insecurity that I had. Most people, as soon as they, they, they hit a limit and they become so overwhelmed with fear and all like a doubt and, like, or insecurity, I can't do this, they stop. But yeah. that's the moment, the crucial moment where you need to push on and keep on. Yeah. And that's what I did. Absolutely. It's like that moment where it was the defiant, when I keep, trying to see it visualize in my head how I feel to get slapped on the back and that shattering feeling and it's kind of like you looked at it like hey I could go I could die down this route or I could make the best out of the route that what I want for once um like you were saying before yeah. because you're so used to serving and that's what I'm saying oh well I, I put it that way when my sister because she was a nurse for about a good 14 years and then on 2018 she decided to take her life on my birthday April 9th so I was like I, I thought about yeah internalizing that from you know both of us going through a different kind of history of um you know child abuse to adult abuse and you know do I tell people if they even when they look at me some people say oh you remind me of a cute librarian and some people say i really see the colombiana you know queen pin behind you and i'm like you don't know what what a person's story is when you see them they would not even begin to understand the chapters of the layers like an onion going on underneath your lifestyle because from where you are now i mean that obviously when you look back at that you're probably just like whoa like but that's that's one heck of a route yeah that's a long long journey a long journey and I would say myself I might not have known you physically back then but spiritually I'm proud of you so I'm just saying like I mean my spirit knew of you okay our spirits knew each other we just physically didn't catch up to each other yet I'll put it that way for that one so so how long have you been there I mean at your place I mean for you working with these big huge wonderful machines and knowing I mean I'm jealous I I am a little jealous but I'm just saying I want to put that out there facts but how how long have you been uh, here at this place you've been working at now for your job? Uh, it was. I've been here for seven years. Wow! And like, I'll, I'll just. I'll, I gotta share something. When I when I had to, I knew I couldn't go back to nursing. I was forty two, 
And, um, I mean, how do you change careers? How do you do that? It was very difficult because all I knew was nursing. I mean, I didn't know what I liked, what I didn't like. Uh-huh. So I ended up going to a career planning workshop and where they do aptitude tests, you know, personality tests to kind of guide you along. And on the third day, the woman hands me my sheet back and it says in big block letters, heavy equipment operator. I laughed so freaking hard. I just about fell off my feet <laughs> because I thought it was the most ridiculous career change ever. Yeah. I give her back the sheet and I said that's not mine I said I'm 42 I'm a woman I don't even like equipment I'm not mechanically inclined and by the way that's a man's job uh you know (laughs) I give her back the sheet so she puts one hand on her hip pulls her glasses down and looks at me over you know over the uh, over her glasses and pushes back the sheet and she says if only you believe in yourself a little bit missy you see the test is right (laughs) oh yeah so in Canada we have a, a nonprofit organization where it's called Women Building Futures, where they get women into the trade. And wow. the, there's a lot of companies that, uh, that go there, that they sponsor women. And I was very lucky because the day I walked in, this, I, didn't, I never heard of them, I didn't know, but this woman at the career planning, she sent me there. Anyway, the day I walked in, ExxonMobil, the biggest uh, company in the world, this is, yeah. um, they were, happened to be there, and they were sponsoring 16 women to take a 12-week head equipment operator course. I mean, that was $18,000 per woman. And they paid for 16 women. But there's 170 women that applied. Why would they pick me? Do you know why they did? Is because my desire to change overruled everybody that was in that room. Yes, it did. (laughs) I mean, I went above and beyond to make sure I got picked. Absolutely. And that's been, yeah. And so it's been seven years, but I got to tell you, it's just a job. It's a great job. I mean, I operate the biggest equipment in the world. I've now moved on in, uh, to the greater, which is uh, the size of a semi on the on the highway, 18-wheel uh, flat-deck trucks. Mm-hmm. That's the size of the greater. It's so mammoth. Wow. Um, but what that the job, what, what it does for me, it... Because I work 10 days, I get 10 days off, I get a month paid vacation, it gives me the time and I travel the world now and what I do is I I do this for free. I go to women's shelters, I go to juvenile homes, I go to prisons, I go to schools, um, doesn't matter where I am, I will find, and I I give, I talk about, you know, sexual abuse and having a voice and consent, kids, like teenagers, yeah. what is consent, you Absolutely. know, um, and kind of it gives a little bit of education on, on having that voice and not staying silent. And I, and I do this for free because, number one, a lot of people these places don't have money. And I already have a job. This isn't about that. This mm-hmm. is about giving a message. If, if one person can change their life based on my story, on what I do, um, to me, that's priceless. And it that, that, that it's, it's worth everything to me. So I, I usually go to, um, I travel the Caribbean islands, and I don't Ooh. stay in posh, posh resorts. I stay in, you know, just a typical, well, I rent a little room for 30, 40 bucks, yeah. and what I do, that is where I give the help the most for free yeah. to, to those countries. And I bring school supplies, I bring toiletries, I mean, you name it, I do it, right? Yeah. And my whole wall in my house, in my office, is from, from these kids and gifts and little trinkets and letters of gratitude, and I call it my wall of love. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, yeah. I mean, so basically, it's your <laughs> it's your wall of being the most richest woman in the kingdom of the world. <laughs> I mean, you think about that, like, it's it's epic, and I, I love, and I'm going to say this again and emphasize this, I absolutely am in love with the fact that you're in love with the fact that you can do that beyond 
what is going on with yourself. Because a lot of, I mean, when I, and I'm going to put the shade out there to those who might be tuning in. I'm just saying, like, I had gotten some, you know, as, as tell people, they typically know who Angela is when she deals with the emails and so forth. And in the past and in, in the present as well, we'll have some people who are just like, hey, we want to be on the show, but we need to know the numbers. We need to know this. And I told them, like, look, you're barking up the wrong tree. At the end of the day, it's okay to do a tour later on. It's okay to have a t-shirt or even something else serving the purpose. But people always ask the same question. And I'm like, if you can not do what you do deep in your heart because it's something that you knew and know is your purpose and in your path in life to help at least even if it's like you said one person um completely change their life around then really there's no point of involvement like that's how i feel you're already stopping your growth because the world is based on oh well hey i got this prestigious you know college degree and this perfect little job and this perfect little house and inside they're imperfect they're burying all the pain and all the havoc that's going on inside them and when I deal and I get a chance to add the opportunity to be able to t- speak to um, people who are incarcerated, different stuff like that, the way that it makes my heart melt when I have, you know, someone draw me a card or someone tell me, hey, you changed yeah. the life of my child looking at me as a father or a mother. That right there, like you said, your wall of love, it is so exponential. It's not even like a gushing moment. It's like, whoa, that, that felt better than Publishers Clearinghouse kind of saying, hey, you're like, okay, well, that's nice. we got the bills paid, but this right here is something that I can take with me even when i leave this earth you know it's it's spiritual currency as well oh man i love it i absolutely i need to go to the caribbeans with you and be able to drive <laughs> i'll be like come on people let's go shopping today let's go shop because i go every year twice a year i would love to go out there yes we will be santa claus to the caribbean like i would love to do that i love seeing people smile i love seeing them have a good time i mean just being able to sit there and even have that when i see some kids who are just scraping it you know even in the united states or wherever it might be i see people just man like a slice of bread and some rice to them is like heaven i'm like man i just want to take them out just for one day just let me get them some ice cream or something like oh my heart just goes out to it you know and it's not all about that it's not even all about that but it the feeling that happens because of that that that's what happens like that whole permeation of it so you're leading the movement here with um different kind of courses as far as women being able to join i mean that obviously dealing with equipment on that level most people are going to be like whoa like this is a woman talking about doing doing a lot of stuff that a man sometimes a lot of men can't fathom seeing themselves do i mean you manhandled that yes kudos kathy kudos Thank you. <laughs> you slayed it. Yes, you <laughs> You slayed that. I mean, come on. That, that intimidates people in his own, especially a woman who knows what she wants. It already intimidates him, but you put the cherry on top and said, I'm going to get a machine that weighs over a million pounds that can hold over 400,000 tons. I mean, come on. Uh, how heavy do you get on? That's like the, the super giants of the earth right there. Oh, it is massive. Really, and you know when I when my when I was writing my book, um, they want the publisher. They wanted me to put my picture on the cover. I'm like, no, no one's gonna buy the, the darn book. I said, there's no. I'm just another abuse case. Millions and millions and millions. I said, you gotta put a picture on there that's gonna stop people in their tracks because number one, most of the world 
have never seen these trucks because they're not on TV, they're not a reality show, they're, they're, they're just not available, right? Unless you're yeah. in mining, you don't know they exist. So exactly. and, and it worked. I was in uh, Barnes & Noble in, in Malibu in Thousand Oaks in September, and I made a six-foot-high, three-foot-wide poster of my book cover, and as people, because uh, my table was right at the, at the entrance of Barnes & Noble besides my giant poster, I talked for three and a half hours straight because people are walking in, they see the poster, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Then they look at me all fancy and beautifully dressed and hair and nails and, you know, looking, looking hot, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you drive back? I'm like, uh, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> One guy didn't even believe me. He said, no, you don't. I'm like, um, look at the picture. Yes, I do. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Tell them. Facts. Facts on that one. (laughs) I mean, it's a great conversation starter. Let me tell you, it is. I mean, the whole understanding of that you got picked out from a hundred. You said one hundred seventy-one women, right? Or one hundred seventy women. Oh, and they they picked sixteen, and out of the sixteen, they only hired eleven women, and I got hired. I mean, it changed my life. It really did. Yeah, that's epic. And like as it stands, we on my crew, there's one hundred and eighty people and only 15 are women it's mostly men right wow it's definitely helped your i mean it's definitely aided on i mean your journey you obviously have had more of an insight into your like basically self-development uh throughout the course of having all this happen to get to where you are right now so having the position you have right now has it got it kind of more went in depth as far as letting you see more of who you were back then that you couldn't see that you can see right now even that i'll share just a short little story because it's really important. Yeah. The first month, I mean, you got to know it. My entire life, and I'm not joking, my entire life was self was tons and tons of abuse, like above and beyond. Um, and so my self esteem when I started this this whole job was really, really, really shaky. Even though I had two years of intense treatment and therapy and you know counseling and all that, my self esteem. I mean, it's hard to unlearn all that. That you know, you're not good enough. You're a waste of skin. You pollute the air. Who do you think you are? You're so you know all that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so the first month I'm driving this truck, okay, and I here I am, and I'm like, oh my god, I you know making sure I'm okay. They asked me to bring this truck through this uh, this new area in the mine, and they had to shut down the road to let me through. Well, so there's security on either side, and there's a lineup of pickups on both sides of the road waiting for me to come through because, I mean, number one, the sound of the of the motor of the, the, this whole truck, it's enough to stop you in your track, just, right? Oh, I bet. So I'm coming through, and at the most, I'm not even in the middle of the road yet, and I get the worst post-traumatic flashback ever. I mean, it literally, it kind of hit me from behind and it took my breath away and all I could hear and see and feel was violence and the most humiliating moments of my life, like just absolutely horrific stuff that have happened to me. And here I am, that's all I could see. I couldn't even see the road. And I'm, ha- I'm starting to hyperventilate, and, wow. you know, I can't breathe, and I'm like, <gasps> and, and I'm, I'm supposed to drive the biggest truck in the world through this intersection, and I can't even see where I'm going, right? Oh, wow. So what I did was very critical to my whole future. What I did is that I, as I'm trying to breathe, I, I made a decision, an internal decision, and I said, excuse my language, I just said, oh, hell no. <laughs> I said, I did not come this far to be, you know, I said, my past does not define who I am today, my no, future, right? Absolutely. I rolled with that decision in mind. I took a deep breath. I, roll, I unrolled my window, and I just took this imaginary 
blackness of, you know, everything, all the negativity. Uh-huh. And I threw it out the window. And this, this big gate, I threw everything out the window. And I'm like, this is me. And to all those who said that I was a waste of, you know, a waste of skin, a useless blah, 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 who's driving this truck? Exactly. I am. Exactly. I'm driving this truck, not them. So because I had, I got rid of all the negative, I had this gaping hole inside that I needed to, to replenish with something positive, right? I had to get my power back and feel it deep and deep inside every cell. So you know what I did? Uh, what did you do? <laughs> I did. I did. I'm going through the intersection now. There's tons of people that are out of their cars. They're having a cigarette. They're looking at this massive truck go by. I did the queen wave. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is epic. Yes. But, you know, it, it may sound ridiculous, but in that moment of, I took the negative out and I got my power back to say I'm the one driving this truck and every single person that has put me down, that has squished me, that has beaten on me, that has spit on me, you know, that has literally stomped on my chest, strangling me, doing whatever, who's driving the truck? Exactly. exactly. And why am I driving that truck? <laughs> that is so true. It, it, it changed my whole perspective in everything that I've done ever since that moment. Right. Yeah. And I don't let I, I don't let the negativity, the, the opinions of others, the voices of, of people that, that can't do it. I don't let that bother me anymore. No, because I am who I am because I made myself this way. I fought through the darkness. I cried my tears. I, I struggled. I, I looked for the courage. I looked for the strength, you know, and, and it's my faith in God also, uh-huh. which is a whole other aspect of who I am yeah. that has got me to where I am today because if I didn't have that I wouldn't be here. I honestly, I wouldn't. No, no. That's what I tell people too. When they ask me how how old I am, I say I'm I'm basically five years old because even though I grew up um, with all these things and circumstances happening to me and getting into the world of you know losing myself through being everything that I didn't need to be from queen pen to the person that was buying it, um, it was still the point. Even growing up through church and sitting in church school and going to church on the weekend, I, I it's not even you know for those out there who are listening, it's not to say church itself, but at the same time it was me within the seat that I got a chance to come outside of it and understand that and it's always a revelation about self understanding self love I mean like you said hearing those names you worthless piece of this you fat this I mean like literally every name in the book I can remember and it would be like almost like a war syndrome where you wake up and it was like grenades going off in your mind and some people don't understand that when I see them and they're just their mouths are just drop open to be like oh my gosh this is unreal no this is not unreal this is for the people who have the strength and the tenacity to be able to translate that and bring it into fruition to where it is now so take all that uh, he said balled it up and threw it out the window and I think it would have been ridiculous if you did not do the queen's wave I just want to put that out there it was amazing it was awesome because I could picture you on there doing that because you're letting them know look I stomped you and crushed you underneath my feet and I'm sitting on the biggest thing the biggest man made uh, uh, you know instrument and mechanism on this planet that would crush your car without even blinking like it would crush you and you're, you're just basically sitting at the top like rocky saying i made it i mean instead of doing the whole punching yeah. in the boxing you did the queen's wave i mean that's what it was and that right there was hashtag ap- epic yes i'm like that's what it was that's what it is at the same time because at the end of the day 
that's where you get to your peak at. I mean, some people don't seem to understand that where they just, oh, well, you know, it's this. I'm like, no, at the end of the day, when you work inside the inner, you work outside the outer. Like, that's how that's how the whole course of everything mm-hmm. else goes. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Man. Like, just being able to have that whole, that whole energy. I'm, I'm just going through the whole seeing the trucks on the side of the road. I'm seeing you go down there with this big, huge machine. And everyone's just kind of like, wow. Like, I can't believe what I'm looking at at this very, very moment. You know, the whole epicenter of that. Like, wow. I mean, at that point. So when you finally made it to where you had to go, how did you feel as far as internalizing, being able to tell people the stories when you go to different schools or go there? Like, does it does it kind of, like, get to a point to where you're like, man, maybe one more seed that I plant can keep growing in a different route? Or you look at the eyes of those kids and you know some of them in the crowd are going through exactly what you're talking about, but they're just so hurt or they're so scared they don't know how to come out and say it. Does it kind of bring you back to a moment? I can see it in their eyes when I'm in front, and I gotta tell you, I have pictures on my wall of love where I have at least a hundred kids in front of me, and I know that ninety percent of them, ninety-nine percent of them, are, are living the exact same thing. Um, I have what I've done is um, I found these giant, uh, these giant uh, fists. They're they're Hulk fists, and I found them on Halloween, oh, cool. and they're big, big Hulk fists. I paid ten bucks. Best ten bucks I've ever spent. Yeah. Anyway, I bring these fists to these to these the kids in the school and I, I call it my kapow right my uh-huh. Kathy power <laughs> and so what I do <laughs> is I bring the kid I have a volunteer come up front and put these gloves on and we go through the I call it flip the switch I play a game where you take all the negative I have negative words on a card and they have the, they have the fists on and I'll throw the negative word they gotta hit the card and replace it with a positive one with, with the opposite oh right? cool I like and that so it, it, it is tremendous to see these kids as they're doing it. The more they do it, the, the stronger they feel because they have these big giant fists and all of a sudden it gives them the faith inside. You know what? Hey, I can do this. Yeah. I got this. Right? Powerful. So, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. And I, I get emails regularly from kids that I've spoken with in Barbados. I go to Barbados twice a year specifically. I work with the um, Women of Purpose down there. Um, and so I, I get emails regularly from, from there, from Grenada, from some of these kids that I've dealt with. And they're still looking for, you know, for little, sometimes they're having a rough day. Well, I'll talk them through it. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's yeah, so awesome. that is. Oh, you know what? Especially because I can only imagine, too, when you're sitting there, um, you had a whole nother line to cross because not only the whole journey of you unraveling into the beautiful butterfly you are even more so today, um, you, you had a chance to break through that cocoon itself and have your wings fly. But then you stepped into a whole nother life with being able to have be a female in the industry of where you are because we all know in some kind of way, no, no shade, yeah. I know sometimes our listeners go from 40 to 60 percent men so this is not this is not to put you guys down we, we need you in this life okay well, let's just put it that way but was it difficult for you to kind of transition into hey there's this sexy woman coming on here who she thinks she is with her queen's wave coming in here you know I, even that way did they inviting to you or were they more so like kind of you know leery my company is one of the best companies in the world because up there, like Exxon, they interview eight people for for one position, okay? Yeah. And they exclude any attitude, any, any um, you know, any 
uh, resentments or it was unwilling to learn, unwilling to change. Anyway, so by the time you, when you get up there, everybody, honestly, on my crew, they're like me. They're just nice people. They're just so awesome and it restored my faith that you know what not all men are assholes not all men are brutes and and like this and so the the people I work with they're family men that they take care like it's just it's been such a beautiful experience for me um it's it's helped me grow and gain trust again and just you know in in everything that I do and they they would bend over backwards to help me in in anything that I do so no that's absolutely not like you think it is right yeah, that's, I mean, that's absolutely great. And a lot of people always say I try to be like a neutrality. I'm, no, my mom was an Aquarius. She's more of that humanitarian balanced. But I'm like, at the end of the day, yeah. that's why I feel too. Sometimes I get along working with males more than I do with females. But I mean, it's happened yeah. for the last several years where I've, I got, I get along with the balance because I'm just like, I'm going to love you for exactly who you are. Not what you want me to see, but who you are. And it's good. I could tell already from that, you know, just in case this, that was a question more so too for anyone that's itching their head to say hey i want to do what uh, kathy's doing but at the same time some people like will try to find some way to be like oh well maybe this or maybe that so for whoever's out there listening if you want to pursue something um even that epic you know what i mean you can hey by all means believe that you can do it first of all and then set your mind up to do it like my mom always said and she still says it i love what she says um if you let the devil ride eventually he'll want to drive and i was like "Mm, yeah i had to break that down yeah and i was like mom what do you mean and i had told that down to one of the ladies that was been downtown for about 35 years and or maybe almost 40 years in her position she goes wait a minute let me tell you now shell i call her she was like well she goes i said my mom said hey she was like lex if you let the devil ride eventually he's gonna want to drive and i said mom break that down a little bit for me i she's like okay if you want to be dense let me break it down for you but i told her i'm like she no she told me she goes well eventually if you look at it if you keep letting him hey tapping on the window let me let me just come in here and mess with your thoughts and manipulate your feelings and your attitude let me come in here and just sit on the passenger eventually he's gonna say look i can take over the wheel you just sit back and let me drive the whole and you're crashing you're crashing burning and before you know it you're sitting in the back seat of that car watching no one drive the car straight off a cliff and i was like man like if that didn't hit somewhere in my note it hit me and i'm like whoa <laughs> that that kind of got you to that point where you're like man I, if i look at all the times that i should not be here and a lot of people look at the times where we can actually account for when we should not be here from the things we survived. We don't even look at the times of the things we did not know of that, you know, were there. So the creator was like, look, I had your back before you thought you had your front. Um, to where you're kind of like, man, if I start looking at myself as the perfect spiritual being of the imperfect flesh that I am, I will start being able to be everything that I need to be and start visualizing that. People internalize Christ as just some figment uh, character of some kind of denomination but if they look at it christ was completely in sync with his father and our father so being in sync with our father there was no discrepancies and honestly i see that too like now that i've got a chance to cross over to the veil i look at and i'm like man how can they not see exactly what they are they're so magnificent they're so you know so wonderful and then i think i got a chance to see the other side of that to where i'm looking at myself now and saying man i didn't think that way before i crossed over i I couldn't but you going through what you went through okay and uh, myself and different ones is is better too because we can be able to speak to those who say well you don't know what it's like to be abused you don't know what it's like to go through this you don't know what it's like well yes I do and that helps more because I told people if you don't have a story to tell someone no one wants to hear your story 
No one has a story to tell unless you've been through something they can either resonate with, something they're either, like they say, you're either going through a storm, to a storm, or just came out of one. So at the same time, you know, like being able, you being able to talk to those children, someone's looking at you in that school saying, man, Miss Kathy Tuckerell came over here and spoke to us. How did she know what I was going through? Maybe that message was just for me. How did she know? How does she have a voice now? Or how did she go through all this? Or, you know, all this stuff where you said 42, I'm looking at it like, man, I'm, I'm starting my career all over again. And look what the abundance you have. Look at all the abundance you've given and that you still have to give. To me, you're just epically amazing. Even if you would have never wrote a book, even if you would have never came out to say a single word, you still would be a hero. I'm just saying. I'll call you, I'll call you a shero. I'll call you a shero. <laughs> Thank you. You're a shero. You're a shero, okay? <laughs> I tell people, like, that's a shero right there. Like, you are. And that is, I mean, to me, I would sit on there. You could do the Queen's Wave, and I would go flex a little bit. Like, yeah, flexing on my ex is what? Flexing on my ex. <laughs> flexing on my exes. We should have a shirt called Flexing on my ex. People are like, what do you mean your exes? Exes to everything that did not suit me now that the father got rid of so I could move forward. Flexing on my exes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a little world. We're going to do a little. Once this little Corona thing is settled down by the grace of God and touches the world and, and lets everything settle down like the dust. We're going to do a little tour. We're going to have flexing on my exes. The Queen's wave stomp them out. We're going to have the roll. <laughs> the million ton rollout. I want to do a tour of hard hat and heel series. You know? That would be cool. Yeah. You know how many people would show yeah, up just to see that? How many people would show up just to see that? <laughs> Yeah. Just, well, just to break the exactly you know what that's exactly what it is you know what the industry is so afraid of there's people like us who would just we already light the world on fire but we would like blaze this bad boy like we would blaze it out there from just from everything you know you hear people now who are doing their stories who are you know been uh celebrities for 10 two three decades and then they're finally coming out with their stories now we're the ones who come out with the story first and then we'll have the fun later like, like <laughs> So you don't have to worry about doing any kind of, uh, you know, uh, inside edition on me. You can know about the inside right now. I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, now on Inside Edition, we talked to Kathy Tuckero and her life. Yeah, like, no, yeah. this has been out here already. How about you talk about getting me a mimosa and rubbing my feet, and then I'll tell you the rest. Like, that's what she would do. <laughs> we, were made, we were made for this. I tell you, we were made for this, Kathy. Don't forget that hashtag facts. So, I mean, if, oh, no, we didn't tell the audience. Well, we're supposed to be called the Ellie Oprahs, and we'll tell you about that next time. The Ellie Oprah. So, hashtag Ellen DeGeneres, you have found someone that is going to be making sure your seat can stay warm. And, Oprah, you found someone who's going to make sure gonna make sure your microphone stays warm. Don't worry. We're, we're coming. We just, you know, just relax. Oh, we're coming. Yeah, just scoot on over a little bit. It's time to move over. <laughs> oh, man. I swear. Where have you been my whole life, Kathy? Oh. I'm like, where have you been? That feeling, that feeling of all that that's going on. So, okay, so, <laughs> Tony's, Tony, I, I want to say one thing for anybody looking.
looking for a career, um, and women out there, um, just keep it in mind that, you know what, operating heavy equipment is men's best kept secret. They don't want women to find out. Oh, I'm no. telling you, it is, it is, it does, most people like I, like I did, what do you mean, operating equipment, that's for me? It, try it. The, you know, p- the fear and intimidation, it, that's just, that's all it is. Once you get on that piece of equipment, it, number one, it's super fun, it's challenging, and it does wonders for your self-esteem. So yeah. don't sh- automatically sh- shut it off and say it's a man's job because it's not. It's no. really, really not. And that's what I'm trying to break also, that stigma. That it's, just try it. You'll see the difference in how you change as a person. Yeah. I mean, look at what you've done. I mean, you've got a chance to meet great people out there. And, you know, obviously there's going to be different fields that people go in. But at the end of the day, I tell people the only reason someone will put you down and make you feel like you're not worth that position in, in any kind of card in life, but especially a business position, is because they feel like you're going to outdo them. But why don't you let them know, hey, look, I'm good enough to be here. I'm great enough to be here. And at the same time, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about what I have to do. Like, that's what I would be on. Like, you know, that complete mission to getting that, you know, forward. Because a lot of people get that intimidation where I'm like, man, I want to, I want to be able to like drive something like that one day. That would be awesome. Awesome. Man. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. Rub it in, rub it in a little bit more, Kathy. Rub it in just a little bit more. You know, I'm like, <laughs> Oh, man, that's been epic. But, you know, at the end of the day, is there anything that you would like to uh, to say extra? I mean, you're always welcome to come back here anytime you have any time in your schedule. I love it. And we're going to have a future journey. I know this already outside of this broadcast and on this broadcast. I think so. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I feel that energy. Um, just in closing, I guess in closing, just for, for anybody that's really hurting out there, that's kind of struggling. And, and I know with this, this quarantine thing and people are, are have to self-isolate. Um, I was thinking about all the abusive uh, um, situations that are out there and they're forced to be with their abusers uh-huh. in the house. Um, it's, it's not easy, oh, no. but just, you know what, find the courage, find the strength and get out and go find someone, go find, re- there's so many resources available online yeah. and there's also myself, I always put myself available on my website, there's a contact part, so um, kathytuckrow.com uh, go under the contact, you send me a message and I will definitely, definitely uh, respond to that um, just have a voice, say something, do something to help yourself because at the end of the day, it's, it's you and God, and and you can't rely. You have to find the courage to get out of there and and do something for yourself because absolutely. there is a greater purpose for each and every one of us. Absolutely. You just have to believe it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? To piggyback off of that with my Ellie and Oprah, you know, um, I'm just gonna say that what Kathy was saying tremendously. I will just say it is better to do it now than to sit there and wait for any other time because if you start really just focusing on the person you may be stuck with, and I thought about this, and I'm glad Kathy brought it up. People who can't who escape that life when they go to work people who escape that life when they get a chance to leave and now you're stuck within the midst of it um behold i send you out sheep amongst the wolves and that's exactly what it is when you come in contact but if you just focus all your center into the gravity that holds you there which is the creator of all things and you start looking at this person in your mind first and start telling yourself who are they to think they can make me feel small like they really feel inside because honestly, it's reflective imagery. The whole person that put me down in my adult uh, abuse years did the same thing. Everything that he said, as I broke it down later on, piece by piece, and I was afraid to talk at the time, but everything he said 
was exactly how he felt about himself. And then later on, I got a chance to hear the whole story of his abuse from his mother and everything. It's always a story behind a story, but it doesn't mean that the way they treat you should also be your story. Um, as far as the negative, continuing the negative story, it's, it's a, a, you know, you can't overcome the story, but uh, you know what I mean. So <laughs> I just want to put that out there. So yeah, but you know, I, I was getting there a little bit. Just kind of got a little mixed up on that little quarantine feel. So... <laughs> But I'm just telling you, Kathy, I'm just, we're happy. Angela and I, Tony and I, and the RDC family is all those who are new from all the platforms that you guys tune into. We just want to say thank you uh, for listening. And also thank you to Kathy Tuckerow for being on here. And you can also check out more. She's going to have her dedicated page and her blog spot um, at realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com uh, once Anthony puts this on the, the schedule. And we're going to also have the links available. But if you want to jot it down now, wherever you're downloading or live listening, that's www.kathytuckerow.com. That's K A T H Y T U double C as in carrot A R O.com. So don't forget to check that out. She's an amazing person. And when you see those photos, don't even, you know, forget to email and say hashtag Lex told you so. But I'm just like, <laughs> don't, don't forget that. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna have a we'll, we'll have a little get together with some RDDC family and tribes and different ones. We'll have a little event where we just get together and just have some cool marshmallows and steaks on the grill and some mimosas and talk about life facts, the real life chapters of life. That's what we'll do. So we'll get that all together, Kathy. It's a date, okay? <laughs> it's a date for our future coming up. You know, yeah. So I mean, thank you, Kathy, for being here with us again. And I mean, you're loved beyond loved, and you're amazing and a shero extraordinary shiro <laughs> we just want to say we just want to tell you that you know <laughs> thank you for having me and we will talk soon yes we will so remember rdc families to be the change feel the passion embrace the power of that wonderful spirit because it's always within you and calling you we love you you're amazing and we'll be back with you very 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 soon